0: into episode 194 of Cathan's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and the pod dog is in the background somewhere and we've also got the wind as a special guest today. (laughs) One of them guests that you wish would just go away but yet here they are still blowing round your house and making noise when you're trying to record a podcast. This episode I've got woo Perth Zoomies which is a rundown of the Perth Festival of Yarn. What's a crack? Coming up me, me, me section and the shoppy section. This episode is dedicated to my lovely friend Becky who lit up the room and the world is a much duller place without her. This episode is kindly sponsored for my lovely, lovely friend Angela. Scotch Tweed is a small family textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela with a with a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her dad Gerald. They have a wealth of experience in the weaving and textile trade. Over 58 years to be exact. Their aim is to bring top-quality tartan and tweed fabric, along with other Scottish goods and apparel, including their lovely Highland wear, to their customers at the best possible value. Angela is happy to speak to anyone at any time in regards to their requirements. If you cannot see what you're looking for on the website, just give her a call. The number is on the website, www.scotchtweed.co.uk, and is a UK free phone number, and she'll try and source it for you. To help support the podcast, Angela has provided a discount code for listeners, so quote CCC Podcast at checkout to receive 10% discount anytime. I think that's very kind. Any links are with the show notes, so get your cup of tea or your dram, or a cup of coffee, and I'll let you know what crack is in cakeness and dun in Perth, too, this week. Now for the blather. The blather. Zoomies. Recently, Richard found tweets called Thoughts of Dog. He was in kinks laughing I said, what are you laughing at? Because that's what happens when you're sitting there and somebody's laughing and you're out. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? You sure share it, share it. And they go a little bit like this. I know you've got a lot going on right now, but guess what? I love you. Good morning. I was performing the morning security lap around the household when I tripped on a cord. At the exact same time, in a seemingly unrelated event, a lamp fell off the table and broke. There is no way to confirm what caused this. The pauses where I paused there, which are really annoying you because they really annoyed me when he was doing it, are where the full stops are in the tweets. And I think that they're supposed to be there. So I haven't all of a sudden flipped. I'll have to read you some more because they're so funny. I just woke up from my early afternoon snoozel, which means we're not far away from the mid-afternoon snoozel, but I may have to reschedule the pre-evening snoozel. I'm just too busy. I heard something about making resolutions, and although I'm perfect, I have a few. 4. More peanut butter. B. Increase zoom efficiency. 3. Improve my sits 1. Convince the human I'm invisible. <laughs> 4. Longer snoozles. F. Sticks. 2. More peanut butter. 7. Turn up the love dial. <laughs> I love this. This is such a dog thing. The human is hosting a get-together this evening. And I am told there will be snacks. So my goal will be to convince every single guest that I have not eaten in several weeks. <laughs> I hear the garage door. It is opening. The human is home early. My feet are a tippy tapping. Oh, it goes on. You really have to go and follow the thoughts of dogs and or you could just get them all over the internet. This guy has a dog. It's just lovely. Now the zooming part and the barking part is very relevant to our buchel. And that's what the the thought of dog calls barking. <laughs> I say as our buchel because guess what, listeners? Apparently on Bade Nevis last two Saturdays ago, someone else had a dog called Buchel. I know I'm not sure if their buchel zoomed, but ours certainly does. He has his mad half hour and zooms around the house or garden like lots of animals do. And this brings me to Perth on the 8th of September where Hanaki Ross had escaped my pocket and she was bringing me a mobile charger for my phone because I'd Instagram that I'd stupidly forgotten mine and my plug. I asked her how she was as it was so wonderful to see her an actual person and out of my pocket and she said she felt zoomy, like the cats of zoomies. It was just like oh! <laughs> a blast of energy running around finding people. So I think for Buchel, it's just excess, I must run, energy. Do go look up Thoughts of Dogs and laugh long and hard. Go look up Hanaki Ross on Instagram and enjoy her many talents too. Woo Perth. I say woo Perth because when Tipsy Nits, Ramsey Baggins, were started talking about looking forward to going to the Festival of Yarn at Perth, she'd go, (laughs) woohoo! So it therefore became woohoo Perth, shortened to woo Perth. Now this is run by Eva Christie and her many helper elves who, they actually do look like the tall elves in Lord of the Rings. She called them the elves, not me. I was supposed to go down and stay in Schoon, but my friend's plans changed and so I managed to stay with my friend Mari in Inverness and I took the train down and back in the day. And this meant I only got to do the Saturday, but well, the Barons actually had a triathlon on the Sunday then, so I got to go along to, to that, which was... Really good, very proud of them. I caught the 8 am and Renaissance to London train and sat beside a plug hole. Uh-huh. Which was ironic and annoying. I didn't listen to my iPhone because I wanted to save the battery for the day. My iPhone is getting old now and it needs charged at least twice a day. <sighs> However, you know, budget, can't afford to get a new one. So we'll just try to Soldier on, listener, soldier your I took my sock knitting and I had a wee notebook that I got from the magazine Knitting and it's a wee knitty journal that I've taken along to a few festivals now as it has a list of my needles and some of you might actually remember me writing in it, Kate Hebel for one and I have also a list of things that I want to buy and for what. I will most certainly replace this when it's full which won't be much longer because I was writing on it as I went down on the train. I was also copying Winnie the Pooh from the film Christopher Robin as he was on the train looking out the window and I have gone and interspersed this throughout the episode. Christopher Robin said some what, what are you saying Pooh? And he says, Well, I'm just saying what I see. And Christopher Robin, just silly old bear. <laughs> Gross. I, I didn't say it too loudly. It's just the crazy lady sitting, knitting, drinking coffee and occasionally speaking to herself. So nobody else sat beside me. Mm -hmm. might look crazy might sound crazy wasn't didn't want you sit beside me the Dewar Centre venue is very close to the Perth railway station and it's beside the leisure centre if any of you know Perth from the Glasgow road my mum actually remembered this from when we used to drive through Perth before the bypass I guess if you take the bus you'll know this too the parking was okay I was told as you paid I think something silly, like four pound for the whole day. But you did have to get your ticket sorted from the Dewar Centre staff, whom were all very nice to talk to, which always helps, doesn't it? So I was standing there in the queue at 10.05. And there was a nice queue and it was a lovely day. And I resisted the sing-along urge because whilst I recognised a few faces that I was standing near, I was standing with not friends as yet. And then, two in front of me, so cherry knits turned round and I was, oh, there's Elaine. So we started chatting and then, unbeknownst to me, I was standing behind Giddy Yarns and her friend. And I think it was her friend's daughter who had this beautiful light green knitted hoodie on with rainbow cuffs and collars. Elaine came to talk to me and then we all started talking to everyone, which to me, this is what your yarn fest is all about. Sheep. In we went. And I found Eva, whom I gave a lovely hug and got a selfie just in case I lost her later in the day. She's a really lovely person, so it was I was quite pleased for her. It was the big day. When I first went in, the ticket place where you get your tickets, it's where you would get your ice skates from because the Dewar Centre has an ice rink. And my heart sank and I thought, oh no, it's going to be cold, like last year's Loch Knit N- N- Fest. And I was going to have freezing feet and so are all the poor vendors, but then I went into the big room and no, no, the ice rink was to the left and the big conference room was to the right. It was a really, really lovely venue. The roof is high. It's got great light. It was warm. The hall got warm at parts of the day, but a th- part of it was because I was wearing my Arboreal jumper because I was showing off. Well, it was nippy at first when I got onto the train And then it just got warmer the rest of the day. So I took it off and managed to leave it. And thankfully Pip threw it at me. So thank you, Pip. Speaking of Pip, I found her and Sam, our lovely husband, of Tipsy Knits podcast. Pip was wearing her beautiful Nature Shades jumper. So we we both went, oh, look at your lovely jumper. This is so nice. We were sad that Sia wasn't there. Um, She was away enjoying herself abroad, unfortunately, for us. She was enjoying herself and I know she had serious FOMO, but things happen like that and I was just glad that I was there and got to see what Pip bought for when we hunts eat old Pip's stash. (laughs) If Pip doesn't knit with it. We only say this to Pip, just keep her knitting. It's when she stops knitting and she doesn't need it anymore then she should give it all to her friends because she has good taste. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Pip was speaking to Rosie of Pixel Atlantis and I had a lovely chat with her and her lovely mum, Rachel. Now, Rosie has beautiful dyed yarns and I'll say they're very colourful but not get-in-your-face-deep colour and not at all insipid, just really lovely, lovely shades. She has a capelet pattern called the siren capelet, which is what she's wearing on her Instagram post if you go and look her up. Pip had made this and was talking to Emily about it. And Emily gave me a demonstration of the different ways that you can wear it. It's made from one skein of four ply. It's a shawl that has two ends sewn together at the top corner, sort of. But this means that you don't need to keep fiddling with the shawl pin. You could just have the pin on as decoration instead of using it to keep it together, which then pokes you in the face or gets it snagged on the yarn because it sometimes happens to us less elegant dressers, me. This was one of the two things that I wish I had bought as it stayed with me since then, going, I wish I'd bought that. So I've put it on my Ravelry wish list For I then went over to say hello to Leona and Hannah of the Rusty Ferret Stand and I found Pip again, absolutely stuffing new stash into her bag. I also found another part of Hunt's 8, Heather, and we took photos of us looking sneaky. Well, she managed to look sneaky. I think I look like I'm just about to burst out laughing because I was. I'm very good at that. Oh, it's good to have friends, isn't it? Here I bought two skeins of Rusty Ferret in a really bonny tealy blue-green colour. I don't think it's actually a colour that you see all that often. And then I looked right and on the Queen of Pearls stand beside Leona, there was more teal green. So, yes! There's going to be more in my wardrobes at some point soon. This teal green colour is to go with the other grey that I have left over from my breathing space to make what? Guess what, listeners? Another breathing space jumper! I'm going to get double the jumper. Although, last night I was thinking, why am I doing this? I hate this just now because I had to frog and re-knit. But I'll be back into it. I love this and I've got more yarn to do at this stage very soon. It was nice to see Leona and Hannah and I had to stop myself from face planting into the lovely stand again. And it was just good crack. And I promised that I wouldn't go anywhere near the Polaroid picture to break it again. <laughs> so I wondered about a Betty and I found lots of lovely people. And there was Storm Allie with her blue hair or doodles and wool, as some of you know her. Allie was with her online knitting group. I recognised some of them and I was invited to go up for a coffee and lunch, which we met Red Setter and along with Jean of the group and a random German lady who is now a friend that they found in the train station on their way to Perth. And they recognised her as a knitter and asked her to join them, which I loved. You can go yourself and if you want, you can join in and make new friends. I mean, if you don't, then that's cool too. So we hit the wee cafe just as the queue was about to get quite big, But Ali and I had a fair bit of gassing to do. And I was like, oh, that soup. that's soup. Soup. Soup looks good. So I got a plate of that. The staff were really nice in there. And the prices were pretty good as well. Nice range of food. And it was just lovely. We asked to share a table with a couple of ladies who were just about to leave. And one of them was showing her friend these tiny little sock blockers. I didn't even know you got such a thing. And Jane said to her about tiny, tiny feet. Oh yes, I've got them too. What many stitches do you use? And how many stitches do you do? And the lady who'd been sitting there said she made them for Skaboo, and she could rattle off two pairs a night. So tiny, but it was such a nice thing to see and talk about. Cow. No reflection anyway. I just saw a cow from the tree. I was then I met, oh. <laughs> Not a cow, the opposite of cow, the most loveliest of not cows, Hannah K. Ross. And also, I remembered the time, and it was podcast meetup up time. So I scuttled off through to the mezzanine area, and the podcast area was sponsored by The Knitter Magazine. They had their stand-up there, and they were doing a really good subscription gift and deal. So I think they were doing quite good business. And also, there was the pop-up shop area. And at the time, John of Beardy Cheel, videocast, was selling the Keithness Croft yarn. I met John a couple of weeks ago in Thurso, as you do randomly when you live in the same town. And he handed me a skein of the Keithness Croft. I will be reviewing it in the next episode, which I'm really looking forward to talking about. I didn't get much of a blather with John at this point because he was just tidying up his pop-up stand, and then you had to grab lunch and actually go and teach, whereas I was just swanning in and sitting down, which I did. I hadn't really spoken to some of the podcasters there, so it was really nice to sit and spend proper time together and just get to know them that bit better, and realise that we're actually all a little bit shy, so now we're past that, we can now not be shy and jump on everybody. And some I didn't get as much time to talk to probably only because Pep was sitting being videoed by Kirsty Bissett of Greenock Creation Podcasts. I was really conscious of not talking over her video. I know, listeners, this will amuse you. I don't feel comfortable in front of a video camera at all, which I know you think is weird (laughs) because I'm often taking photographs or videoing, but I freeze when somebody puts a video in my face and I just can't think of what to say. Plus, I don't like the way I look on film. I'm narcissist, but only on my terms. Microphone? Okay. Video camera, though. No. However, it was really interesting listening to Pip talk through her wool exploration. She's knitted bunting and cleverly used alphabet beads to name each breed. I really enjoyed listening to that and I was trying to find a time to watch Kirsty's latest episode to watch from and see from Kirsty's viewpoint and hope that I'm not in the background squeaking and spoiling it all. I watched the first half when I was on the treadmill the other day but it was only half an hour and Kirsty's video is over an hour so I'm going to go back and watch it once I've got my episode out. So I sat beside Helen, the lovely, lovely Helen of Sprite 66. It is always so nice to see Helen because she is a person, again, that lights up the room. I mean, I don't actually think they needed to put lights on in the hall because we just came in and went, We're here! We're so excited! We have light! Finally, I got to meet Lorna of Never at a Loose End blog. And I've messaged and talked to Lorna on the internet for years now. She honestly felt like I'd met her before. I had such a strange feeling that I had. And I thought, well, dinner night is a blessing after all. She's tiny, full of smiles. There was Shamika of Mika, Mika Shop Podcast, who is beautiful. And that's inside and out. She just light up the room again. I never saw her not smiling and laughing and just all these people thinking about it. It's making me smile. You can hear it in my voice. I actually think I might put Shamika into my pocket too. Hannah and Amanda, Amanda Panda, who's coming home for a wee bit in November. You might have to move over just a wee bit. Sparrowhawk. So then I had a chat with Barbara Robson, who is an actual wicker, dirty wicker from Wick in Kidneys. And we recorded this, which we'd been chatting about for a little while and things are afoot listeners. So I'm really pleased to get a chance to talk to her hello i am with barbara barbara you've got a really interesting tale to tell me and the listeners i thought you'd find it quite interesting so we're just going to sort of talk about it okay i'm barbara robson
1: i was brought up in caithness and still have very good friends and family up there and as i got more into my knitting and I think through podcasters like Louise from Knit British, becoming more aware of people using, you know, single flock yarn. And some of the yarns, I suppose, that people have traditionally thought, oh, that's just fit for carpets, really. I became more aware that people were using some, some different yarns. And my friend Caroline, Caroline Gullach, and her husband, Willie. Willie has a flock of sheep in his croft in Caithness at Hempriggs Mains. And having been in the past to help him with the sheep on various occasions over the years, I know his sheep are really well cared for. They're beautiful, white, clean. And it got me thinking that maybe I should have a wee blether with Willie about prospect of getting some of his wool spun mm-hmm. it's not actually that long just a couple of months since i, I had a play there with Wally. he was really excited the, the first mention of it i think the reality that he has with his sheep and his wool and selling his wool is pretty much the same across the county if not wider but he gets very little from the wool board mm-hmm. I kind of think the thing that annoys him the most is the fact he doesn't get his cheque from them until the next year. And he has to pay his shearers up front. I don't even think he gets as much as it costs them to shear his flock. They really are getting quite a poor deal. And, do you know, it would be really nice to use this lovely wool and to maybe do something to start changing the market Mm. value of the wool. So that was my thinking initially. Mm -hmm. In terms of where we're at, we've decided what we're calling our wool. So it's going to be Caithness Heritage Yarns. And certainly the first lot that we'll have is from the North Country Cheviots. I was absolutely delighted when I got in touch with the mill that's probably the nearest to Caithness. It's the, the mini mill they have in North Ronaldsea when i got in touch with jane there she was really interested to have a look and at the moment we're waiting now for her to fit in some some time to get that spun and we'll see what it's like Mm -hmm. and all going well we'll get a, a bigger quantity sent over for for spinning that's where we're at at the moment. So watch this space, it hopefully will, will come, you know, within, within the next few months, hopefully. Mm.
0: Oh, it's exciting. quite looking forward to getting my hands on some more cave yarns and not have to spin it myself. <laughs> it's really nice because when you see it in the field and you think, what a resource, and it's just not getting the value that it deserves. So it's good that you've got this yeah, vision.
1: Well, I mean, I see that there's people throughout the country doing this. And there's a market for yeah. local mm. wool. Mm. There's a market for people who go on their holidays and these days get off the cruise ships in Caithness. Yes. You know, to spend their money on something that's from that place. Mm-hmm. It's not bad either. Um, it can be easily transported it and it's
0: light. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although, because I think if it's well, it should be lighter. Which is a stupid thing to say, because it's yeah. all physics. But, but it does seem
1: go. as though it's heavier when you've knitted it up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the work. The, the sweat and tears that you I put into it. I think it is. It. <laughs> it's,
0: it's probably all that elbow
1: grease and sweat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I was going to ask you about the marketing. Is it going to be kept in case or are you going to be putting it out on the internet? How would people be yeah. actually get Have you thought that far down? Yeah,
1: I... I have thought quite a bit about what we're doing. The plan is to have a website, obviously. I am hoping that we'll have several points within Caithness, whether it's wool shops, yarn shops, um, tourist shops, to have either the wool or Mm. I'm certainly looking into small um, items Mm. being knitted up and sold. I would like to think, longer term, that we'll find someone maybe near to me in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I've got, certainly got somebody local mm-hmm. who's going to look at the, the test kind of batch mm-hmm. and give me her a very valued opinion. And they approach um, somewhere in the States as well.
0: Oh, wow. So, overseas she's so, Yeah.
1: Very much I would like it to be something that's centred in Caithness and that people in Caithness feel it's theirs. I don't live in Caithness. I moved to Edinburgh to do nursing back in uh, the very far distant past. You know, you still I, have your accent and you're still Kaithnesian at heart, aren't you? Yeah, you can yeah. Tell. and I think if I'm talking like, to um, another wicker, uh-huh. weaker, <laughs> a weaker, <laughs> uh, talking to another weaker, it does definitely come back and certainly if I'm up for a few days, uh, I, I don't think I sound like come
0: from familiar at all, yeah. really. Mm. It seeps back into your bones as soon as you go across the Ord and you see the cliffs so. of Caithness coming yeah. towards you and you're just like... <sighs> I
1: have to say, talking about the Ord, I have so enjoyed... Listening to your recording, oh, the parents, you and mean, I know beautiful. all the words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to sing it though. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to either. No, <laughs> well no, done, listeners. No, but it's lovely to hear it. It's a real, a really kind of song non- full of song. memories. I yeah. think for maybe particularly for people that have left Caithness.
0: Aye. Well, um, yeah. as well as those that are still there, because yeah. you always hear it at a funeral as well. It's always played. Oh, Aye. Oh, no. This anthem. Brilliant. Uh-huh, yeah. But so today the, the yarns itself, have you had a thought about what weights? Yeah, so the
1: test yarn that the mill is doing is going to be four ply, five ply, sort mm-hmm. of probably a light double knitting, maybe a slightly heavier mm-hmm. four ply. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think in future maybe we'll be looking at different weights, maybe trying different sheep, trying different spinning techniques. Mm -hmm. People have asked me about colours. I've got a few ideas of people I'd like to approach but I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of at the stage that I've got a head full of ideas but most of them are still very much ideas. I think Caithness deserves to have premium brand that sits there with the other really good quality yarns that we have yeah. in Scotland. Because there's just some um, amount of sheep up there, yeah, really, isn't there? and like? it's very very underrepresented. Yeah. I think too, as well, these are all young sheep, so it will mm. be their first clip. Oh. So it will be soft. It'll be sort of like Lamsville first clip. <laughs> But in addition to that, we will do a fair bit of sorting before it gets sent over. Be sub-selecting the nicest of the the flock. You were saying as well,
0: Willie's quite particular about his sheep. Yeah,
1: Willie has decades and decades of experience. He was born to the land. He was a small child looking after sheep and animals. He's so particular. I mean, we have been a number of times up to Caithness on Holiday and out to the croft. To help, and the way the sheep are marked has to be just so. The, the sheep aren't dirty and mucky. Mm. The land he's got is good grazing, mm. and I mean, sheep naturally do in rainy weather, wet weather. They turn their land a little bit to to yeah. much, don't they? Mm-hmm. But it's it's good land that they're on. So no, I think if you were to go to Caithness and, and sub-select a really, really well well-kept flock. Mm-hmm you probably wouldn't go much further than the mullies in my view but then I'm biased, that's my pal <laughs> but no, he is, he's a good, he's a good crofter You wouldn't be doing this if you didn't
0: think that it was worth in them sheep Yeah. because there's no point putting scabby sheep's fleece to the mill cause they're just It costs them. a lot of
1: money, you wouldn't do that yeah. if it wasn't So
0: I'd say um, there's recommendation enough that you are Yeah. I'm really looking forward yeah. to seeing this journey sort of go on and Eventually get my paws on the product. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be sitting wearing a Caithness jumper in Caithness, and I haven't had to spin it and get all grubby in the process in the yarn because that's part I don't like doing. Bye, Barbara. Thank you very much. Do keep in touch with the podcast and see how listeners. As soon as I know, you'll know. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for
1: your interest.
0: Thank you. I tell you what, I can't wait to get my hands on this Caithness heritage yarnie as well, and. It's just, both Caithness yarns are really special. I know that there, there isn't actually a sheep that is, originates from Caithness, but to, the speciality is coming from knowing that the farmers are going to get some worth back from their yarn. And it's, it's not in the process of what the wheel marketing board is doing to it just now, which is terrible. I mean, you're paying a shearer to do something to your sheep twice the amount of money that you're getting back and you don't even get it back to the year hence. So you can see why so much going put to waste. It's a really cool thing that Barbara and Willie are going to be doing and when I get my paws on it, I will tell you all about it. Herons. I know she's dangling carrots on you, but carrots are good. They help you see you in the dark and they attract Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's funny, isn't he? Everybody loves bugs, except Dale So it's not just one lot of Caitlin's yarn, it'll be two. And of course, I see, I I'll tell you more about both of them. Hopefully, well, one of them will certainly be in the next episode, and then hopefully the Heritage yarns will not be far off after it. I then went over to sit with Ella of GiftNet Girl fame and her pal from her knit group, whom I've seen at nearly every festival I've been to since, I'm going to say 2012. Can't remember the first Glasgow School of Yarn I went to. We had a lovely catch up and just sat and knitted and chatted and shared our purchases as we always do. Ella gave some sage advice and some shortbread. I love you, Ella. I love to Andy too, and she gave sage advice to me about things that had been bothering me. And we hugged and it was just it was a really special time sitting there. And again, that's what yarn festivals again are about. Pheasants. Time marched on and I had to buy some more yarn. I had it in my head that when I went to the festival, I said, right, I have a budget and I have a list of things that I'm going to do or not do. It's a lot less budget than previous. It's just this time of the year for one way or the other. And the family budget has only got so much money. And I say this every time to the family. Do you want me to knit? you say anything? Selfishly hoping that they all say no. (laughs) any of you listeners any of you listeners do that or is it just me however Richard said yes so I had to buy some iron weight yarn for him and some needles to go with the pattern so I went back downstairs and this is what I had the budget with and I know I was with Storm Alley when I bought the yarn I got it from King Creek Fabrics who are in Brora and Dornach. He's a really nice, nice man and very knowledgeable and they've got a great stand. There's some good prices on his stock and it's not just yarns that you can get from them. In the event, there was a good variety of stands. There was everything from wicker baskets to looms to notions, pouches, fabric animals, including fleas and moles. There was a good variation of stands for you to buy your goods from. I thought when, from looking at, the list that there was a heavy lot of independent hand dyers and very heavy on the trendy speckled yarn. But when I was in the event, it wasn't actually. Whilst there did have that market, there was a lot more besides and it really did cover pretty much everything that you would want. Of course, with it being the size it is, I mean, you all would always want more because somebody said there's not that much for spinning. But there was Strathern Fleece and Fibre and a couple of other stands that had some rovings for sale that uh, was quite good. Each vendor had their own unique yarn and it was incredibly hard to choose what to buy. I often have this panic before I go, which is what the little knitting book was for and the writing down and the contemplation and the sitting and relaxing, I think, before the event really, really helped me. Highland Coos. Uh, I did go over and grab Helen of Ripplescraft for a very quick hug, but she was very busy every time I went round that end, and I just I thought, I don't really want to hold her back gossiping, so it was a hug and that was it. That's where I found Hanaki Ross, who had stopped with the Zoomies, and she had Cathy of Netmasterly, Masterly, and we had a lovely chat. I handed Hannah the power pack back, Hannah, you have the power. You've got the power! Can't remember the rest of the line, but that's from Snap. I'm dancing to it. Hopefully I didn't bore everybody stupid about my marathon talking. I know I was, and just shut up talking about Louise. Talk about the wheel. Rabbits. A wall was incredibly chuffed up the back end of the hall to find Catherine Limar. Stop! Collaborate and listen. Right, everyone smile because it's Catherine time. Oh man, she can hug really hard. My ribs were sore. <laughs> she wasn't teaching, but she was helping on a stand for Popcorn and Crocodiles Emily. Catherine gave me such a lovely demonstrations of the Adventures in Your Notebook. And I was pig sick because I had my budget and this wasn't on it. And this was the other item of two that I wish I had bought that day. It's 18 pounds, so... On that day, it was a considered purchase, but this thing is worth it. You've heard it being reviewed on other podcasts, but it was the first time i have actually properly had a good look through it. I've mentioned the wee book I have, so I know I will use this, but this book does go well above and beyond the notebook I have. A lot of thought, consideration into this, and I think it's a, actually a really good price. Value for money. And it was so nice to chat to both of them and then stepped aside because two lovely ladies wanted to buy one. More sheep. I still needed needles and I couldn't remember where I'd seen them. And so I was marching about a bit and I got speaking to Trish from Ochenblay and her gang. They were lovely and they had bought some of the wicker baskets, which was really good fun. So I then found the Knit Pro Zing double pointed needles I needed for on wee county yarns. And then had just enough time for a quick hug from Eva and then rattled back over to the train station, crossed the bridge to Costa to get my coffee pumpkin latte back on the train where there was a guitar man. <laughs> I had such a lovely day. The sun was shining, which made it roast then for my Arboreal jumper. But everyone was so friendly and happy to share. It was just just wonderful. Thank you to Eva and her team for just a wonderful event. She's at the final stages for setting next year's dates, and Eva, Instagram's like a boss. So do go follow Perth Festival of Yarn on Instagram, and then come along and have a lovely day out next time. Drunk man. <laughs> well, when I got on the train, the ticket collector guard was coming around to do tickets, and just before it, there was a man started playing the guitar. I said, oh, entertainment, this is awesome. There was a few happy, drunky mans and when we stopped, I think it was a bit lockery, there were three guys and this guy in the middle, he was really drunk I was like, oh no. So he came on and he was absolutely fine, he just sort of sat there, they talked quite loudly but they got off at the next stop and it was, they were fine, they weren't any annoying drunk. And then I'm sitting next to this guy, I was knitting. He had put his earphones in. I thought, I put my earphones in. I've got charge now because Hannah gave me the power. And he started laughing. And I'm just like, oh, yes. So I sit and listen to something and it made me laugh. And it is so difficult to not laugh out loud on a train. <laughs> I hope that listeners, <laughs> that you don't find you have to do this with me all the time. Obviously, I'm incredibly funny at all times. And you just roar with laughter. In fact, you can't even listen to me on the train because you are so laughing. Everybody in the train, put your hands up. Yay! You in the bus? I haven't forgotten you. (laughs) I don't get the train very often. So to close this off, on my knitting book, the one that I will be replacing with a popcorn and crocodiles yarn one, (laughs) it has a quote from Dorothy Day, which I'm going to close the play there with. And it says, Knitting is very conducive to thought. It is nice to sit a while, put down the needles, write a while, then take up the sock again. So this was exactly my train ride down and back, and my day, it was just special. I know I said in March, Elbow has a song, one day a year like this will see me write. I've got two, it was brilliant, sheep. So we'll have a giggle to make us smile even more. Here is the Daisy and Sandy giggle, especially for you and the train. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, 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 hello. Hello section. Ah, Sandy, hello to new to me. Been with me for a while now and been with me forever, listeners. I very much appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you're enjoying yourself. Sandy, hello to new group members. Jan-Marie Nets, Wappity Creek, I said about you last week, but I didn't actually say hello to you. Moose Wings, Jean Marie 3, Ollie 101, Neighbours Knit, Auntie Pearl, and Claire Bear 226. Random hellos are to GiveKnit Girl Ella, Bev, Kate of Hawthorne Cottage, Selma Knits, I hope you are healing quickly, Joy of Knitting Goddess, because she's just wonderful, I hope your workshop is not cold today, and Laura Gason. I hope that you're all very well, and if you're not, please accept us here, Catherine Hogg. Squeeze! Ow! I would accept it anytime because it'll carry on till the next time I see her. What's the crack set What's crack? Oh, marathon training. Oh, it's ticking along! I've done my two out of three long training runs, and then I've got the actual event. And I'm now into new Louise territory. Star Trekking across the universe. Boldly going forward because this Louise has not been there before. I asked my Facebook marathon friends for their advice on getting round the longer miles. And there were some good points. I'm now asking you if any of you have done a marathon. How do you cope with the distance above the half marathon stage? And then somehow or other, I don't know if it was someone or I suggested that we name the miles. <laughs> I like to name all my which I think is a good idea like if i'm having fun i'll have my good friend william mcgillivary because he's funny as anything and good company and the dentist because she didn't hurt me today but when we reach mile 22 we have the dental hygienist or mile 23 24 5, 26 possibly the point two is the man i met the other day who said what were you training for Cause I've seen him walking about before or I've run past him quite a lot. It's quite new to the area. I've got to say, oh, I'm doing my first marathon. So I hadn't actually said it to anyone before. And he says, oh, your first one? Yeah, you'll suffer. Oh, I did it in two hours, 54. But I don't run now. I've got sore ankles. <laughs> Just like, okay. Suffer? I'll show you suffer. <sighs> so see when you're offering your advice. That's all I heard. You'll suffer. Thanks. What I would have liked to heard is, oh, good luck, and consider doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. On the running app Strava, I, each name will have like morning run, lunch run, afternoon run, evening run. Boring. A long time ago, somebody started calling their cycles strange names, or the owl got me, or something. So I like to think of obscure things and see if anybody actually gets it. <laughs> Often for what music I'm listening to. I often knit my head. I try and work out blathers for the podcast. So any tips, marathon runners or long distance cyclists or swimmers, whatever, please, gratefully received. Sunflowers. I saw lovely sunflowers on that train. Past weekend, I was down in Fort William with a gang of triathletes from Keithness. And Richard took part in the Braveheart Triathlon, which is a half Ironman distance. 1.2 mile swim, 36 mile cycle and half marathon up and down bain Nevis. Richard was doing it as a team and he did the cycle part and it was quite relaxing. It was lovely. And then <laughs> things didn't quite go to plan. Sadly, very, very sadly, a man collapsed and died on the cycle. So it really did mar the enjoyment of the event. Emotionally, I found this quite hard going. I was kind of just to be in transition and assist the team of helping them out the wetsuits or making sure that they've got what they need to take on the bike or up the hill. And one of our party took hypothermia from coming out the swim, just couldn't heat up and ended up in hospital for a while. All's fine now, no lasting effects, but um, I was sitting stress-knitting in the waiting room for a little while. Other people had other injuries too and... It's sad because it wasn't as much fun as normal. However, once everyone was back in, we had a really lovely night and they were all plotting their next big event. I even managed to do some knitting whilst away, which was good. And I noticed yarn in the window of the craft shop in the corner shop of Fort Augustus as we drove north. But we never stopped Fort Augustus, so I'm interested to know what the shop was actually like. Does any of you know? Uh, The place we stayed in Korpach had the steam train choo-choo past its window which is the train that they use as the Hogwarts Express from Harry Potter. And it goes to Malig and it goes to the Glenfinnan Viaduct which is the one that they have the big aerial shot from in the films. I've never been up that road and to be perfectly honest, if I was on the train, I'd be disappointed when I did go across the bridge not to see a flying car. It was all it was so good. Now I'm I'm old enough to remember more steam trains than there are now. So it was really cool to watch it with the compartmental carriages and it was just stuffed full of people. Allotments. Shetland Will Week is on just now. So your Instagram feed is full of inspiration. I love the photograph that Sando has and some other people of the room where they're all wearing their Shetland Wool Week Mary Dancers Tourie hat, which I've not yet cast on, but I've been thinking about seeing them all on Instagram recently. My pal Naomi, hi Naomi, has ordered the book that goes with it this year. And she was in a workshop last year, Loch Ness, Carrie Westerman, and there was a lady from Shetland wearing a beautiful garment, and they were all, you have to put, write that up, that, right write up that pattern. And she's, oh, and now she has, and lo and behold, it's apparently in the Shetland Wheel Week book. I'll tell you which one it is when Naomi shows me the book and tells me which one she's talking about. Huge congratulations to Kari, and she's getting married to Disco Dave. So that's just lovely. Could I also remind ladies that it is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, teal temper. I have made my own appointment for my cervical smear. Oh joy! And whilst it's not pleasant, I find that the worst bit for me is making the phone call (laughs) to make the appointment. And whilst it's not the ovaries, it's a good chance to talk to a medical profession if you have any worries. There are some warning signs for ovarian cancer, which include bloating, pain, going off your food. So if you've had that letter lying around, like I have for a month for your smear, then ring today. Believe me, they're going to do so much more worse to you in hospital and they won't even blink an eye. So get it wrong and just have the half hour of... A huge thank you to Caroline who sent me our lovely kind wee parcel which had some homemade deodorant in and also the recipe to make my own stuff. Caroline, you're such a kind person, so thank you. And I'm going to thank of you, you every time I'm not smelly and smell lovely of patchouli. Um, you need 90 grams of coconut oil, 60 grams of arrowroot, 30 grams of food grade bicarbonate and 10 drops of essential oil. And it makes about four small jars. Once I, I don't know when I'm going to run out of this small jar or the one that lovely Isla gave me, I'll, I'll not be smelly for ages, so it's great. So thank you, Caroline. Right, on to big announcement, the retreat, the sharing one. You're not sharing roots, don't worry. The reason this podcast was a bit delayed was because I was falling out with the Excel spreadsheet and number crunching and getting really annoyed. (laughs) But I managed to tie my husband to the computer and we worked it out together. I am very pleased to announce that the fifth Kaithness Craft Collective retreat is now open for booking. If you want to come back, yeah, or come for the first time, I will have 15 places for staying over and there will be some day places for local people. As in, you live here, I don't expect you to pay to stay over, but I wouldn't want you to come up, state your pals and come along if that makes sense. The cost is £335 for three nights at the Natural Retreat Chalets in John O'Groats and this is Thursday the 30th of May to Sunday the 2nd of June. The fresh things that I have taken to the table, there's a few changes and this is for what's worked and hasn't worked over the years. So there will be no breakfasts included, but there will be plenty of teas and coffees and home bakings in the conference chalet as normal. This year, I want to have a theme around sharing. Sharing is caring, so the saying goes. And I just love it when we share our crafty worlds and I'll have this spread throughout the weekend. We would keep most of the rest similar because first night appear, have dinner, get to know you session. The Friday will be in the conference room for morning and afternoon session with show and tell and sharing. We will order in dinner, which I will tie down the order process very tightly this time. And after we will have the drams. On the Saturday, there will be a workshop in the morning and you will be free in the afternoon. We will go out for dinner on Saturday night, ending in the pub quiz, and then vacate Sunday morning by 10. they can really early get out of jail. Get out of jail. <laughs> get out of dodge. I don't know if that's worse. Get out time. I do think it's important you have free time to explore on the Saturday, or if maybe you just wanted quiet time. But this year I have set times where the cats are herded into the arena, and I want them in. As with previous years, I'm open for your partners to come up and stay with you in the cabins, but unless they are going to be full retreat attendees, they will only be involved when it's mealtimes, drams, or the pub quiz. As much as I love them, I do feel that the group dynamic changes when there are non-knitters present, and that includes my own. He was there far too much this year. Don't, know, don't know tell him. <laughs> I know you like his company and he loves your company, but I feel that I couldn't do my job properly when he was there sometimes and it's kind of like the same as me going alone to one of his cycle events. I'm slightly interested in cycling but when they start talking about Shimano gear set change things and pressure of tyres, I just don't care and I'm sure he's like that with knitting and it does change the group dynamic so that's why. There will be a goodie bag as usual with some kind of Caitlin's tartan made lovingly by me and... I already know what i'm making and no i will not grudge you a second of my time doing it and it won't be quite as involved as this year's either (laughs) there will be other things such as show and tell tables of swaps and other nonsense that i enjoy doing if there is interest we will have the vendor time and if you are a retreat attendee this will be included in the price and if not you're coming from local i will charge 40 pound a table So if all this tickles your fancy, and you've not been before, please get in quickly. What you have to do is get in contact with me by email, which is keithnesscraftcollective at gmail.com, as that is the way I'm going to collect the data. Feel free to inquire about this on Ravelry on Instagram or Twitter, but I will only accept the booking by filling out a wee information form because For the GDPR, the data protection laws, I did not keep last year's and won't keep this year's Beyond the Retreat. So you have to fill in or no entry. The full amount of £335 will have to be paid by the 1st of November and then the fun will commence. Coming up, coming up, coming up, it's near. Coming up. Loch Ness is fast approaching, which is good for you if you're going in same day as my marathon. Did I tell you I'm doing a marathon? In the leisure centre in Inverness, not the marathon. They are having a charty knit along and it's a lovely one for the special care baby unit in Regmore, Inverness. So if you want to use some of that baby yarn or snippets of sock yarns left over then start knitting. You could probably do, well if you can do two socks a night. And goodness knows how many you could make between now and then. Edinburgh Yarn Fest is on Thursday the 21st to Saturday the 23rd of March 2019. It will format is the same as this year, three-day marketplace, Thursday to Saturday, five-day class programme, and they are announcing the classes on October the 6th. Tickets will go on sale a week later, making this 13th of October. And going by last year, you will have to be Faster than Elmer Fudd ever is. Almost as fast as the Roadrunner. The Fringe events will be in the evenings. There's a Sunday mini event the 24th of March and it is the same place with a massive marquee extension. Wow, that must be an absolutely mahoosive thing. They must be just going to have most of Edinburgh in this marquee because I thought the marquee this year was big. I'm looking forward to seeing how big this one's going to be. The beaker section me, me, me section. I've really been enjoying working on my vanilla sock. Um, I'm using jelly bean yarns from Ashley Major. You can buy on Etsy. Uh, I'm using Anne Bud's Getting Started Knitting Socks book, basic pattern, and Knit Picks carbons, which I'm really enjoying. I'm still, I'm saying still. The reason I'm saying still is, right, I recorded this yesterday and I paused it at Two minutes 36 to go and find thoughts of dogs tweets that I hadn't put into the show notes script that I read. I just had them on the internet and then I started talking, talking. I went to stop the actual episode at 40 odd minutes. I realized I hadn't unpaused it. <laughs> this is an better and improved version with less singing. You'll be pleased to hear. So I'm still on the gusset, of, the decrease of the gusset, and I was really quite impressed with how much knitting that I got done on the train. Sitting, knitting, it was two hours, and writing, sitting, knitting, writing, sitting, knitting, writing, just enjoyed it. I did actually have to ask Richard to send me a photograph of the pattern because I didn't take the book thinking, oh, there's no way I'm gonna need that. I'm oh, nowhere near the heel. And of course, I needed it. <laughs> well past the heel on the gusset I'm gonna have to count soon see how many stitches and then I'll be on the foot. This is in my handbag knitting and I tended to use it when I've been on the train or in the car or away and I kind of looking forward to getting it finished I can wear the socks. I've been starting to wear my wool socks again because it's cold which I think is a good enough reason. Not cold enough yet for Louise's thick socks that she made for me this year as part of the knit along for blacker for the podcast lounge. But I have been wearing the lovely socks that Lynn Rowe made for me with the Mind the Gap colourway and the beautiful socks that Ruth made for me of her own pattern, I think. If you fancy some lovely socks, do go look at Ruth Churchman's patterns on Ravelry. Horse. <laughs> I've also been uh, loving and not so loving Breathing Space by Vera Valamaki using Maud Charcoal Colour Four Ply and also Townhouse Tits Collective Colourway, which is going absolutely gloriously against the dark grey. When I was preparing the project, I kept thinking, there's four ply, little needles, this is going to take ages. And I was correct, but I really enjoy knitting on this, doing the stripes. They're very moorish. I've worked through the first loop of short rows on the body and I was at the stage where you then do straight rows with increases on one side, but well, it says left or right side, you can't remember now. And I didn't understand the instruction properly. Then six rows in, I realized that I had the front and the back, the wrong way round and it increased on the wrong side. And I thought, can I get past this without just doing a double in- decrease on that side? And then I thought, no. not it, starting. It sat there for a few days and I was quite disgruntled because I really could quite happily have knitted on it. And then Sunday afternoon, I thought, right, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna just rip it out to where I should've done it and it was where the short rows the last row short row and I thought mm, how am I going to manage to pick that up it's going to disappear into the the tangle of knitting so what I did was male who is knit male on Ravelry showed me a few years ago now how to go under two or four rows of just eight and you just pick up using a, a needle and then let go the top layer and then you can just rip up and you've got your live stitches still on a needle. I was doing this sort of 20 stitches at a time. I got a little bit of a pickle doing it, but I managed to be quite calm and collected about it in the end. unraveled myself and I am now back to the stage where I'm just about to start the decreases for the waist. But the, the stripes help it because you're like, oh, I've just got two rows to do here. Oh, I've just got two rows to do there. And keeping where you're doing your increase and your decrease. So then when I had, after Perth thinking, oh, I was gonna make another one of these. And then I'm gonna make another one of these. But now I'm at the stage, oh yeah, I'm gonna make another one of these. And recently she's actually added in different sizes. So I was actually wondering maybe I could make one for Daisy. And then go, hmm, Daisy wears it way better than me. <laughs> nah, i will be fine. Uh, donkey unicorn. I saw a donkey. And it looked like a unicorn. I can't remember why now. I've just got donkey unicorn written down. Maybe there was a donkey, coma, then there was a unicorn. To me, all white horses are unicorns. Daisy's obsessed with unicorns just now. In the meantime... I bought Knit Now magazine issue 93. Absolutely and utterly because it has a front cover kit of Paddington Bear. I'm going to confess totally and utterly of buying this issue just for Paddington. In the magazine, it has a nice shawl knit, but it was all about Paddington this time. I've actually given the magazine to my mum. She didn't want the Paddington. Weirdo. Oh, <coughs> sorry, mum. You will know, you really like that magazine, don't you mum? I started on his hat and I have done his body and I'm on his head now. Scotch tweed Angela has cast on Paddington too. So we are having a paddle dun, 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 dun. So feel free to join in. This even comes with little toggle buttons for his duffel coat. So if you fancy doing Paddington, Knit Now issue 93 front cover has the Paddington kit. Tipsy Nets started a cast on of Stash Acquired from Perth which I thought was a great idea because it was a wee kickstart to actually casting on something from a show. Often my stuff just gets put upstairs and unless I need something instantly it sits there for quite a while. I fully intended to cast mine on on the Saturday but when I was down at the Braveheart Triathlon for the fact it was raining quite a bit and also I was quite busy in and out of the hospital so when I got home I cast on the mitts for Richard the yarn is from King Creek Fabrics as I mentioned before it's a cashmere cotton blend in a dark mottled grey I bought two cakes of it to make the juris mittens and these have, they're sort of fingerless but they have the fingers up to the knuckle and then they have a flap over these are by Alex Winslow and I bought the pattern via interweave when I found out via Ravelry. Richard has some lovely fingerless mitts with the foldover flap made from his auntie a long time ago now and he had requested some more. So selfish Louise had to not say anything. <laughs> now he'd said, don't spend too much on it, they have to be warm. What to do when you want to buy decent wool to be warm but not too much because he's going to use them outside and possibly get trashed? Then that made me think, maybe he's not actually knit worthy, if that's what he's already decided. But (laughs) I had a good wonder about the festival, trying to find the right candidate, and I went with this cashmere cotton. Mum said the cotton will be really warm, and the cashmere's lovely and soft. It seems sturdy enough spun, so I'll have to let you know how they go. I measured his hand, and have cast on... uh, not doing attention square. I hope not to regret this. (laughs) <laughs> the pattern is using quite small needles and iron weight and it's to give it a dense fabric. It does actually say in the pattern that this is on purpose. I was a little feared that using the smaller needles would be awful to knit with but so far not at all. I'm now two and a half inches in but they seem to be quite wide. So I'm going to keep going If see if the stocking stitch part will pull it in because he needs the stretch to go over his man shovel hands. but well, I suppose it's where we're supposed to do attention Square now, isn't it? That's <laughs> Oh, look. Geese. <laughs> see, the geese are back. My house Martins left a couple of weeks ago. Again, never say goodbye. They've not left a calling card or a thank you or we'll see you in the spring. They just left. There is a few swallows and house Martins about the county, but... I don't think they'll be far off going, cause it's always just after my Daisy's birthday before they, when they do actually all disappear, and the geese were two weeks early this time. Richard was wearing his mittens the other day. He was talking about them, and well, there's a fair nip in the air, and it's been blowing wind for oh, days, days now. <sighs> so we were talking about them, but what I think I'll do is get them and put them, put the ones I'm knitting on top of them, just to sort of compare and contrast. In crochet news, I did take with me a few times my crochet bag with the Avengers pattern book in, stuffed full of appropriate colours for the Avengers characters. The falcon got hooked on. Sandy had requested the falcon and he's settling into high school, but there was a day we came home and he was a bit tired and puckled, so, I cast him on or hooked on the falcon and I have to do two arms. I've done his head. And, well, I think I've got to do something about his hair. He's got a helmet or something. So I've done most of them. He's, it, I don't think I've read the pattern right for his head, but it looks close enough and you have to do sort of helmety thing so it'll cover it over. <laughs> I will make it cover over. And then do his arms and then you know, I have to have some felt for his wings and then the falcon can go and be in Sandy's school bag or wherever it goes to with the small boys. This is a lovely pattern book for Avengers characters by Cati Gulas. Hopefully she'll be putting out a Captain Marvel character soon. In sewing news, I've started back at Textile Artists and I've been starting the Blackwork pattern for the Cape Wrath Mar- Lighthouse. Let's see how I was actually so going to say Cape Wrath Marathon. I am never doing that. Our theme for Cape test artist this year is seeing light. So I'm sorted. It takes ages to do the outline and then you sort of fill in parts of it with black work stitches. And I've got quite a few suggestions for this. We are also going to be doing small wall hanging, which is going to use up some snippets of material. It's going to use up small scraps and then we'll paint over or stencil them and then add on some applique. And I thought, fantastic idea to use up those little snippets of fabric. Remember those little bits that can get sewn together to make bigger bits. So it didn't occur to me that they could be painted over. So that's another bow to our arrow. And it's taken from the magazine, Today's Quilter, which most of the group buy. So a few had said, have you seen that one? And they all went, oh yeah, I quite like that. And Ella has decided that that should be our target. I have not yet been back to my sewing machine. And my cutting table is really covered with rubbish being put away. But we have a while before this target is to be made. uh, And I don't actually think that it's going to take all that long once we get started. Shoppy section. Shoppy section. Uh, the shop has currently got a couple of bags in it, so if you feel you'd like to contribute to my continued running of the podcast, but get stuff back too, please do go visit www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash craft Or you can support the podcast, get nothing back, except my dulcet tones, supposedly every fortnight, if this is your one. And it's paypal.me for slash Craft. I am very happy to review patterns, books, yarns, notions if you're in that line. So please don't be shy. Blah, 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 section. Thank you so much for listening and coming back. I hope to be back on a better schedule than every three to four weeks. I'm not doing it on purpose. It's just last time I didn't actually have anything to say for a little while. And then when I did, I didn't actually have the time to do it because we were... Going off x y and z and then i worked to get the retreat organized so uh, there was a bit of a delay into this one i really do appreciate you coming back and then taking the time to download use up your internet and listen to me splaff on i'd like to add all my opinions or mine sometimes richards i occasionally get facts wrong but i do try not to and i really don't do it on purpose i just like it that way my email is Collective at gmail.com i'm on ravelry as louise hunt the group is caithness craft collective on there I'm on Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram and Facebook as Kaithness Craft, and you can get the podcast from Podbean site as com. and last episode I said about Facebook and I don't tend to friend you on Facebook. I mean in my own personal account. I'm not meaning the Kaithness Craft one. Not that I actually haven't posted much on the Kaithness Craft one recently, I have to say. So if you want me... Ravelry is probably your best bet, or Instagram. And I've turned into a bit of a lurker, it has to be said. The intro to this episode is especially for Barbara, and it is the Barons singing over the Ord. Thank you for listening, and keep on crafting. And hurry! I didn't pause it last time. <laughs>